you know that I, I hope you listen to the words on that song I want to be, I want to be remembered simply as a man of God um, I want to get into the message we're going to, we're going to receive an offering and, um, and I'm just going to get right into the message this morning um, you know as you give you're, you're giving into, into good soil there's a lot of things going on here and um, I tell you the enemy's after us and a lot of tax the church got broken into on Friday and um, so they tried to steal they, they only they broke a window they only got one amplifier uh, a keyboard amp um, but they had our, the kids the children's ministry big screen TV out in the backyard they had the check-in computer out in the back um, they were coming back for more and um, so I just feel like hey we'll just, we'll just chalk that up to we're doing something right we're under attack be praying but we're going to give into the offering today as you give you can give online in a lot of other ways too and um, be praying for your church be praying for your your, your church body your the people in the church i know there's a lot of stuff going on it's great we know last week we prayed for wally so we should specifically point out wally today this is who we prayed for last week who got airlifted seizures and he is home and he is good amen um his, his arm asked if he fell on his arm. He says, no, that was the result of when he went into a seizure. He's had a, he, he dislocated his shoulder a long time ago, so he was probably his problem. But when he went into a seizure, they grabbed his by the arm to hold him down and dislocated again. So be praying for him because that's his, one of his working hands. <laughs> Good to see you and Jackie. It's awesome to see you. We've been praying for Jackie also. Jackie, welcome home. Let's, uh, let's, let's pray for this offering. And um, we'll get into the message. Heavenly Father, you have blessed us. God, we live in a nation that is absolutely blessed uh, in so many ways, God. Um, as we give into the offering today, we want to give it um, out of what you've already blessed us with, Lord. We give in faith that you'll continue to bless us, that you'll continue to provide for us, Lord God. And that, God, even as there's um, needs here, we pray that the needs would be met. But above that, God, that there would be uh, finances to be able to sow into the mission field, sow into ministries here in our town, to be able to, to meet the needs, not just the needs, but God, meet your vision for this valley. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So, this morning, I want to speak to men. Women, you can listen. By speaking to men, I believe that there's the, the Bible is speaks to all of us but i really i want to challenge us as men today i want to speak to us as men i believe i do believe that that almost all this message is applicable to any believer but what this world is so sorely lacking is godly men men who will stand up who will fight who will be godly who will um fight against the norms of society who will raise their kids who will set that example and so this morning I, I don't want to beat up on us I want to encourage us and challenge whatever stage of life you're in we need men to be godly men in every phase of life Miles Monroe said this the greatest and he's traveled he's a, he's a, a pastor he just passed away uh, in the last couple of years, the greatest spiritual, social, economic, and psychological curse on humanity today is fatherlessness. 
And we look around and there's, there's fatherlessness everywhere. But unfortunately, sometimes there's fatherlessness in a house with a father. But he's checked out. And we want to talk to men because I also believe we're talking spiritual fathers. We're talking mentors. We're talking men. Um, Bobby Martinez, who has appraisal, the PTL Plus bookstore and, and ministry, her desire and goal for years has been to try to, to get a mentoring ministry for, for young boys. And she's been looking for just a few men, and she can never find them. Men who will stand up and commit to mentor young men. It, the, the need is, is huge. We need men who just live as an example in the workplace. We need as men who will be an example in the home, loving their children. So today, no matter what stage of life you're in, whether you're with all the kids in the house, whether they've just left the house, whether, whether your, your kids have been gone for a long time, whether you've had any kids, today, men, is this message for us to be a godly man. May they say of me that I was a godly man. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 in the ESV, in the English Standard Version, says this. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. I love that. Act like men. This week, uh, we got a, an email. Um, Shannon, I got an email from somebody about um, a little article talking about helping women to understand the difference between Christian boys and Christian men. And it had nothing to do with their age. What was it? Christian, but they talk about boys. Christian boys versus godly men. Christian boy, and it had nothing to do with age. It was all about their actions. There's a lot of adults, male adults who are not men. They're still living like boys. We want to challenge us today to be men of God. It's, it's, it's time to step up and to stand up. In Malachi 4, 6, there's a, there's a scripture that says, He will turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers and the hearts of the fathers back to the children. We need to begin to reconcile these relationships. We need men to begin to love their kids and to stand up and be the example that God is calling. Um, I, you know, I, I don't want to just downplay our present day um, things and so if I say something even you know I was going to make comments like hey guys quit your video gaming no not necessarily but is that all you're doing you know are we are we being men we need to make sure that we are being men I saw this this picture of a uh, of a 1950s man and he was dressed in his in his three-piece suit and then it was a modern day man and he was playing Xbox and there's nothing necessarily wrong with playing Xbox I mean I, I like to play games myself but it's like some of us have uh, this culture is breeding men who stopped growing in fact uh, something that I was having a conversation with some people a number of people so you might be in the room today uh, in the last couple of years is realizing I'm almost 50 years old we're almost 50 Wally I went to school with Wally we're getting older and, and so this is going to be kind of for us uh, 30s 40s for you know 40 50 year olds there's something that I was realizing that was in me that, that uh, was happening. 
when I was a young believer, I would look up to my mentors. I would look up to the pastor, Pastor Jeff and John Dunn, and some of these godly men, uh, Joe Stengel. I looked at them, and I said, wow, they're, they're the godly examples. They're the leaders. We just always would look to them to say, show us how to live. You're, you're our example. And a few years ago, as uh, before Shan passed away, it was Shan that was one of the catalysts of this. I was thinking of Shan, how she had been a mentor to women and throughout the ages, and we would look to people like Shan to be an example for women. And I was having the conversation. I said, do you realize that, you know, you remember 20, 30 years ago, we used to look up to these people. Do you know we're older than they were when we were looking up to them? That we were now older than our mentors were when we used to look up to them. And I says, yet we're still looking to them to be the example, and it's time for us to stop looking to them to be the example and start being the example ourselves. Okay, at some point we have to realize we're adults, and we need to man up and take the charge and say, God, what would you have me do? How would you have me live in this wicked and perverse time? We are living in the most perverse which has changed time of all of all history i mean it, I, it's just it's amazing how, how things are are changing and the things we're allowing to do do you realize that in, unless it's changed and maybe you can change because i don't want to say anything false as far as i know a school can still not give a tylenol to a child right okay that's still accurate a, a school cannot give a tylenol to a child but if the child comes and says i want an abortion they will help the child get an abortion and not tell their parents do you realize you cannot get a tattoo without parental permission until until you're 18 years old but they're beginning to change the laws so strongly that if a 10 year old wants to get a sex change operation the schools are going to help them to do that and if it's if you don't like it this has already happened in this country. This has already happened in this country. A man did not want his daughter to, to transition her gender. The Supreme Court got involved and shut him up, took away his rights as a parent, and gave permission to the child to transition their gender. Okay? What, what, is, what is happening? It doesn't even make any sense. The children, these young people that, that believe that they were born into the wrong body for the last 6,000 years did not believe that. But now we're allowing it, we're promoting it, and it's such a perverse thing that's happening, okay, that, that, that they're, the brokenness, but, but as adults, that's you, and that's me, somehow we as collective people have have thought that the 12 year old the 14 year old the 15 year old knows enough about themselves to make this radical decision a lifelong decision about who they are and yet here's some simple simple statistics a freshman in college will change their major no less than three times before they graduate. So these people who are younger than that, who don't even know what their career is going to be, know for sure that they want to be a different gender. Some of these same children nine months ago were eating Tide Pods. The Tide Pod Challenge, remember that one? This is what's going on. So as adults, here's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to help them, help them to be intelligent, to make good decisions, and, and, and say things like, you know what, 
this isn't a decision we're going to make at this point in our life. We're going to hold. But no, see, there's something going crazy in our society, and here's what's happening to us. It's happening so much we guys, I just don't know what to do. I'm not going to do anything. I'm, just, just be, I'm going to get on Facebook and I'm going to complain about it. It's going to help. Because all my friends who agree with me are going to agree with me again. We've got we to gotta, we gotta make sure we're raising our kids in a godly place. I'm not saying to, be, to, to go out and to be angry at people at all. What we need to do is, is get a nation back to their senses and especially back to Jesus. We need to live lives that are godly. And so here's, here's one of the things we need to do. We need to speak up. We need to speak up in a godly way, but we need to begin to speak up. When things are happening around us, when, when our, our friends, when people around us are beginning to make decisions, and, and, and I need to move away from, from the example I was giving because I'm going to talk about it in anything. When we have a, a friend who's doing something that's detrimental to their life, to their family, we as godly men need to begin to speak up and to help them and say, listen, I love you and I want to help you because right now I believe you're making some really bad mistakes. But they might be offended. My goodness, when did that start changing that, that if somebody's offended, we just have to be quiet? I mean, what, what, what happened to the, 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 a time where you could actually disagree and have a, have a good conversation? We need to begin to speak up about morality, about faith, about what's happening in the school districts. Some of the curriculum that's coming into the school district in California, guys, speak up. Don't let it happen. Don't do... Some of the things that they're going to be starting to teach in the school district, the, talking, they're going to be instructing. I read part of the curriculum. I'm only concerned about her right now. The anus has multiple pleasure centers. And did you know that you can't get pregnant when you have sex in the anus? This is the curriculum that is coming down into the school systems. My face is I'm kind of, it's, it's all red. I can't believe I'm saying this. Well, I, somebody better because they're going to teach that to your 12-year-olds. We need to stand up, men, stand up. Tell our, teach our children, teach our families. Be godly examples. Speak out for what is right. Speak out politically in a healthy, instructive way. Get involved. We need to speak out about families breaking apart. When we see a husband, uh, men, when you see a, a sister, a friend, women, who's, who's doing something that's going to break apart their marriage, we need to go in there and say, listen, God ordained marriage. He wants to save your marriage. We want to help you to have a healthy marriage and not leave your spouse. We need to begin to speak up and not be the sleeping giant. And I tell you, I believe that the church of God in this nation is still a, it's a, it's still a giant. But what they're doing slowly, and when I say they, is really the enemy, Satan himself, is he's slicing off portions of the church to make it smaller and smaller all at one time. Um, I, I believe it was uh, was it um, Moeller in, in, in Nazi Germany he said he, he was a Lutheran pastor and he said they came for the Jew and I said nothing because I was not a Jew they came for the Union Socialist and I said nothing because I was not a Union Socialist and he named a few things he says then they came for me 
but there was no one left to speak up for me. Okay? Slowly but surely, the Nazis took one group at a time, and they kind of made them all, and they kind of separated them. That's happening to the church. The, the, the majority of Americans, believe it or not, here, here's a flash. The majority of Americans are not homosexual. But the majority of Americans are Bible-believing Christians. They still are. The enemy wants us to believe that we're not. And we just kind of sit back and we don't talk. So we need to begin to rise up in our faith, talk about our faith, begin to make some differences and speak out with actions that are godly and words that are godly. Just, just stand up and begin to speak what we believe. Otherwise, what will happen is they will start dividing the church and, they are, and the enemy is beginning to do this, cutting off little bits and so we're not agreeing with, it, with, with each other until we really have not a voice left. I'm speaking to a small group, a small church here. I, I, my prayer is that pastors all over are preaching messages, that this, a message could go out and help to encourage us to be the men that this nation needs. This nation needs women, obviously. But it's Father's Day. Church, guys, we need to be courageous. We, we need to, to even live outside of the norms and the expectations that are put on us to be uncaring, to be angry, to be brutes. Fight against this nation or the, this, this idea in this, in this nation and really in the world that everything is about financial success, athletic dominance, and sexual conquest. That's what most men think. They spend their life going looking for these three things. Financial success, athletic dominance, and sexual conquest. There's this, this overarching thing. That's what a man's all about. And we need to begin to push back on those things and say, find out what God actually has for us. We need to be courageous men. Your silence in the midst of sin is sin. Silence in the midst of sin is sin. Now, I'm not saying we're supposed to be the, the sin police everywhere we go. You know, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, sometimes I feel like I need to say that. It's not, you're, not, you're not supposed to walk in a room and see somebody doing something sinful and point your fingers. Well, that's a sin. But when it comes to you and your relationships that are close, when, when you, it comes to you and a God, somebody who's supposed to be a godly man, in fact, we don't ever confront sin with somebody who's not a believer. I don't even talk about sin with somebody who's not a believer yet unless it's about a, a voting issue and I have to talk about that. And here's why. Sin, a sin, is not what's sending somebody to hell. Unrepented, sinful lifestyle is what's sending them to hell. So I never talk about stopping a sin. I talk to people about needing Jesus, the Savior. We don't need to talk about a sin to somebody. I'd never walk up to somebody who's not a Christian and say, hey, you know, that, that, that beer, that's, that's sin. Those drugs, that's a sin. That sex out of marriage, that's a sin. No, I say, you know what? I want to introduce you to my best friend. His name is Jesus. And he will set you free and save you from all sin and from all hell. But when we have a friend... You know, if, if Mickey were to see me and he, he, he thought my life, I know this to be true. If he saw something in my life that was beginning to go left to center, he'd come to me and he'd talk to me and say, hey, 
I'm, I'm noticing this in your life, and I'm concerned about it. And he would, he would rebuke me, correct me, challenge me, all in love, but he would not let me go on. We need to be people who would find the people that says, hey, I, yeah, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. And they put, they're in your life, and when they're, when they're wandering, we need to put our arms around them and say, you know what? You've told me that you want to follow Jesus. You're not going to find him where you're going. You're not going to find him shacking up with somebody who's not your wife. We just need to begin to be courageous and stand up. We need to step up. Men, as, as godly men, I want us to begin to step up. We want to speak out and we want to step up. Step up to the plate when it comes to the matters of the family. Don't, don't sit back and, and let all the decisions for the spiritual well-being for your family go to your wife. Here, here's something I've seen. for I, I've, been, I've been a Christian now for 30, about 34 years. And so I've seen a lot of families come in and, and it's, it's, when you have a mom who's bringing the children to church, it's awesome. It's great. But if dad's not coming with them, they'll go with mom, but the boys will stop almost every time when they hit about 11 or 12 years old. If dad is at home, They'll go with mom until they're about 11 or 12 years old. And then they stop and they go stay home with dad. If, if, if that's been your, your uh, past, that's like you don't come very often, mom takes them, I just want to challenge you, change it. Be in church. Your boys are following you so much more than you know. Like we, we've always heard, you know, the dad saying to the, the son, hey, son, we're, we're not going to church today. We're going to go fishing. Sorry. <laughs> we're going to go fishing. Well, 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 Dad, it's Sunday. We're supposed to go to church. You know what? We can have church anywhere. Out on that boat on the lake, we can have prayer, and we can have worship, and we can read the Bible. We have church right out on the lake, son. And the son looks at his dad and says, Dad, you're right. We can. But we won't. right that's oh yeah men lead your families into righteousness into godliness be the example set that example church is not weak church isn't weak this is this should be the training seminar the encouragement seminar of the week to go out and live your life to be taught to be encouraged to get around other guys so that you can see other men doing the same thing that you're doing initiate be a man of action. Let's, let's show the world godliness and leadership in our homes, in our business, in righteousness. I love to hear when I hear uh, business owners who are, who are doing it godly. And it's really hard to do. I mean, it's really hard to be an honorable, uh, righteous, and just business owner, especially with all the taxes and things that the the, the state imposes. But I, I'd encourage you to begin to pray and say, God, give me the strength to live a life of integrity. Go with me to Malachi chapter 6. I'm sorry, Habakkuk chapter 6. I mean, I'm just, uh, I, I think it's Habakkuk. I can go find it now. If I even wrote it down. It's not, it's, uh, okay. 
Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna quote it, and somebody else is gonna give me the the address. Scripture says, "I have shown thee." I, I learned in the King James. Sorry, I have shown thee, O man. Micah, Micah thank you, thank you, Mike six eight. I have shown thee, O man, what is good, and what the Lord does require of you, but to do justly, but to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. I have shown you, O man, this is for us today, what is good and what the Lord requires of you. And the word require in the scripture is, is powerful because it's not just a suggestion. It's like this is a commandment. This is a requirement. You have to do this. I have shown you what I require of you, and that's to do justly. What is that? Well, we want to live righteously. We want to live as just people in this world. That means that we hold our standard up to the word of God to say, is this how a righteous person would act, would live? Would a righteous man yell, hit his wife? Absolutely not. Would a righteous man lie and cheat his family or his wife out of something or, or be having a secondary lifestyle outside? Absolutely not. Would a righteous and just man steal from his work? go in late, check out early, and put the full amount of hours on his time card. These are just really simple things. But this is what the Lord is requiring us of men, is to be just, to live justly. He says, but he also says, but, and to love mercy. And this one's really important because we need to love mercy. Us men are not always so merciful. Okay? You, you tell a woman and a man the same story, for instance, uh, and, and, and not always, but there's a gender thing that happens in a lot of us men. The church got broken into, and a lot of us guys just rise up and say, we want to get them. We want to get them. Okay, my son Zach was here when we found the place, and we realized that we probably interrupted them ripping off the church because there was a computer at the back door, like they just dropped it there and ran, and the, and the big screen TV was laying in the tree outside. So Zach starts running through the forest looking for the guy. I don't think he was going to pray for him. Yeah, he was going to lay hands on him in a very abrupt manner. Okay, there's something in us that just this, it rises up. It's really natural. Ugh. But, but there's something different that God wants us to do. He says, you know, we need to live righteously. And, and we'll say, you know, that's righteous. That's a righteous anger that I have. I'm going to beat him to a pulp because he deserves it. So then he says, oh, also love mercy. Oh, really? Did you have to add that? That keeps us in check because there's a part in us that the mercy part is a little bit hard. He says, no, love mercy. God showed you mercy. We were worshiping upstairs in the office before we came down for corporate worship. We were singing, we were praying, and, and Zach was leading us in worship. And, did Zach leave? I'm talking about him. I'm here. And he was leading us in worship. He's becoming quite a good guitar player as well. And he's singing, we're singing Reckless Love. You know, it says, Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. It chases me down, fights till I'm found. It says there's not a mountain that he won't climb up. There's not, a, there's not a wall he won't kick down. He's coming after me. And you know what he needed to because my sin separated me from God and I needed his mercy. 
and you needed his mercy. And we thank God for mercy on our, on our part, but for men, it's a little bit harder. It's like, God, thank you for mercy. Now go get him. And I mean, get him. You're gonna, no, I'm going to love mercy. I love, love God's mercy. There, there, it started out even on, on Facebook, and I tell you, social media can be a blessing, and it, but it's, you're living your life out there. And, and it was on a post about the church getting robbed, and because it's out of social media, I mean, it's, I'm not going to hide it. Somebody went on there and commented about, well, the people, they didn't know about the break-in. They just thought they were stealing our recycling still. And they said, the people who, who stole, they probably needed it. And all the church gets, they get all the free money, and people donate their money, and they don't have to pay taxes. And those people who took the recycling just need, them, need it. Okay. So, was... What has he shown me? I need to do justly, love mercy. Well, people started getting on there and talking. Hey, well, you know, you know, it was good because there was great little comments on there. Hey, man, I got saved in a church. I got, got saved in a church. I went to a church camp. I didn't have to pay for it because they paid for me to go. I found Jesus. They used the money to help people get saved. You know, and, and people are stealing from it, so it was good. But in this whole process, it began to stir me going, we need to have a good response on social media. Do we? We need to have a good response in our community, and it needs to be the same on a Sunday morning as it is in the workplace and throughout the week and even on, yes, social media. We want to we speak out. We want to step up and lead and lead conversations. So in a moment like that, in a godly way, we can stop if there's any anger going on and just kind of put it in its place. And I was, I, you know, I was, I was like, I'm going to do that. And so the next time I'm going to just kind of post on there just to make sure. We're going to pull us back to say, listen, you know, he was just sharing an opinion. He was sharing his opinion. And, and obviously he has a bent that, that churches maybe don't do good stuff with their money. And that's, that's fine, but we're not going to attack people. We're going to love the mercy of God. We want to have a good footfall. We want to we say, you know what? These pe- the, the people who, who tried to steal more from us, they didn't get much. Got like a $200 amp, and I had to replace a window. They need Jesus. They need to be changed. They, they, they need to have that encounter where they find freedom and forgiveness and love and mercy. And we need to live in such a way that when they find that and they come into fellowship with us, we haven't done something to ruin their thought of Christianity ahead of time. But we need to leave so we can leave in the workplace. When other people around you, when you've got relationship with them and other people are kind of going off this way, be the leader and get them back on this way, especially when you're talking believers. You know, but, but there, there's time to just, it's just always time to step up when somebody's going to get hurt. We want to be the guy who, who saves the kid from being bullied or the adult from who's being bullied. Step up. Let's leave. Let's not be passive. And, and this one is really hard. I'm a passive person. God is convicting me. You know, we can't just let things happen. We don't want to be passive. We want to be leaders in the kingdom of God. We want to speak out. We want to step up. Guys, we need to, to stand strong. Stand strong as we do our justice. 
as we love mercy, we need to stand strong and keep standing strong. We don't want to be one who gets disqualified for the prize in the last hour. We want to, we don't want to, we, what we don't want to be is one of these emotional up and down Christians who are always up and down. We want to begin to get a firm foundation that's more consistent where we're standing strong in Jesus. Day in and day out. If you want to start any training training regimen, they're going to say you need to, to eat well consistently. You need to exercise consistently. You know, you know. Again, Mickey's on the front row. He's he's a good. He's easy to to use as example. He trains runners. He trains different athletics, and he can set people up on a on a regimen. If I say, hey, you know, Mickey, I really think that I'm supposed to run a 10k, so I'm just going to go run it today. He would strongly advise me not to. And, and I'm not going to train for the 10K by just going and running 10K today and then waiting four months and running another 10K. He's going to say, run. run a little, he's going to put me on something. It's going to be consistent until I work up and I'm doing it all the time regularly until I can do the 10K because I started off with a half of a K. Stand strong doesn't mean just just throw it all, just do it all for Jesus today and let it go out tomorrow and do it again in four months. We need to build ourselves up. The Bible says in our most life, we need to be people of consistent prayer, consistently in the Word, consistently in fellowship. We're going to stand strong. Jeremiah says, Now behold, I have made you today as a fortified city and as a pillar of iron and as walls of bronze against the whole land. And I tell you, sometimes I feel like the whole land is coming against me. I mean, I do. I'm like, my, my thinking, my, my perception on morality, on godliness, I just feel I'm being attacked constantly. I... As walls of bronze against the whole land, to the kings of Judah, to his princes, to his priests, and to the people of the land, they will fight against you, but they will not overcome you. For I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. We need to become like pillars of iron and walls of bronze so that they will not overcome us. Guys, that doesn't happen just going to training once a month. We need to be consistently leading our families, pressing into God making a difference, breaking off the things that your parents, your dads maybe didn't taught you. We need to break those old patterns and say, I'm not going to do it the same way. Looking to those examples that did it right and say, I want, I'm going to look to those. I'm going to look to the Word of God. We need to stand strong. 1 Corinthians 15 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, immovable, so I want to be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Notice it doesn't say sometimes abounding in the work of the Lord. Always. That, that, that our first minister, our ministry just to always abound in his work. Well, that doesn't mean you're in full-time ministry like a, a pastor. It means that you're always, always thinking about and asking, Lord, how do you want me to live? 
I, I heard it recently come from, I'm going to get it, get it all, all mixed up, but I love the understanding of it. It was, you know, there's always been a separation of like, okay, the husband's first ministry is to the family, and he's always separated that as a pastor. And it was like, no, listen, if you put it together and understand that you're a minister of God, you need to minister to your family. You minister to your family because you're a minister of God. Well, we're all ministers. So we want to abound in the work of the Lord. Stay humble. I have shown thee, O man, Micah, what is good and what the Lord requires of you to walk justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. We want to stay humble. Be vigilant against pride. I think you know, pride creeps in on on men. It's it's not it's not that it's not a sin for, of women too, but men struggle with pride so much. We, we we just have to we have to one up people. You know, guys do banter a lot and we tease, but sometimes our teasing is coming out of I'm going to put you in your place so I can feel better about myself. You know, there there's healthy probably healthy jabbing that men can do. But boy, man, we got to check our heart really, really, really fast to say, am I, am I trying to do something here? Am I trying to push you down so I feel better? So no, let's, let's be vigilant against pride. Don't ever think that you are above falling. The moment you think that you're able to stand, the Bible says, beware lest you fall. You younger men, likewise, be subject to your elders, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. One of the most humble acts I, I've personally seen, there, there's a few that are, are close, but it was in this church. And there was a man who I've told the story. And I, told him I, I, tell, I told him I tell it. So he was a doctor. He was an emergency room. He was the head of the emergency room at Loma Linda University. He, he was a doctor of doctors. And he, and he found Christ. And, and when he found Christ, Christ got a hold of him and changed his heart. And he was here growing and learning. He played on the worship team. And we were doing this Bible study one time. And the pastor's son, Jonathan, who I think would have been about 10 or 12 maybe at the time, said something. You know, we're kind of sharing around the little circle. And this doctor in his early 50s, head of the emergency of Loma Linda University, scooches forward on his chair, leans in to listen to every word that that 11-year-old boy had to say about Jesus. And I'm like, <sighs> because he knew he was a new believer and this young boy had been saved his whole life and that he had something that was going to be taught to him. That was humility. Guys, let us have a spirit like that that we can say, I can learn from anybody at any time. I want to be humble. And all of this comes. We can do all these things. And sadly, you can do all, all these things. We can 
speak out, step up, stand strong. We can stay humble, and we can do it all outside of God. But we need to do it in God. We need to serve the King. Know that He is it. That He is the sovereign, almighty King of kings, Lord of lords. He is, remember the word Lord means master. He is my master. So we serve Him and say, God, I am at your pleasure. Whatever you want, I'm here. And here's the thing. If you've got a family, He's going to say, take care of your family. You don't have to worry about it. He's going to tell you, take care of your family. He's going to lead you into things that are good for you, good for your family, and will advance the kingdom of God. You might not like everything that God calls you to do, but it's all good. And it's all good for us. Matthew 6, we know this. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Seek His righteousness first. Don't seek your own. Boy, that's hard. We want to make a name for us. We want to have financial prosperity. We want to be the best on the court. We want to do all these things. You know, I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. I'm not going to worry about seeking a name for myself. Take the example of Jesus who did not come to be served but to serve. Serve the king. Get your mind off of today and live for eternity. Again, I'm, I'm 48. Is that right, honey? Yeah. 48 now. It comes quick. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay? Confession. I confess all the time. When I was coming up on 30, I said, I'm going to get in really good shape in my 30s. I can be in better shape when I'm in my 30s than I was in my 20s. And I used to do karate, and I was in okay shape. When I hit, was getting on 40, I'm like, I'm going to get in good shape in my 40s. I'm going to be in better shape at 40 than I was in my 20s. Well, as my joke is, well, I am in shape. This round is a shape. <laughs> I'm approaching 50, and, I'm, and just recently I'm like, I'm about to say the same thing I did 20 years ago. I'm going to get in shape. Guys, it goes fast, and we don't want to just live for this. We want to say, you know what, there's a lot more. I'm, gonna live. I'm still going to get in shape, but <laughs> live for eternity. Live for eternity. Not get wrapped up in all the stuff that I'm trying to, to approve. You know, I've never once seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. You can't take any of it with you. You know, if God's blessing you, praise God. Use it to bless others and, and, and grow the kingdom of God. There's nothing wrong with having a good job, but don't live for the financial success. Can't live for the financial, the, the athletic prowess either. It goes away. Goes, it was really fun to talk to 18 and 20-year-olds who are like, I'm never going to bet like that. I'm never going to get flabby. <laughs> Some of you in this room said that when you were young. I know it. Like, yeah, I looked at those old people. That's never going to be me. <laughs> Guys, we'll talk about the sex, sex thing another time because that's our other struggle, isn't it? We have some issues there. Let's speak out and stand up and keep standing for righteousness. Stay humble and serve the king because he showed us what is good and what he requires of us, and that's to act justly to love mercy and to walk humbly with God. Let's pray.
God, I stand before you today as a man who needs to hear this message and so many parts of it. God, I can't do it without you. But I stand before you in front of a, a group of godly men who you could change Big Bear if you would get a hold of us. You'd change Big Bear if you get a hold of a couple of us in this room. To live justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with you. God, I pray that you would get a hold of us today. I thank you for fathers. I thank you for men. And I pray that you would stir our hearts and challenge us this day to live for you. God, it's going to take some work, and so we need your Holy Spirit because we can't do it on our own. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Give us power over the enemy. Give us boldness, courage, courage God. Pray your presence, and I pray, God, that we would begin to not transform ourselves, God, but we would, we would be transformed by the Word of God, that we could become, in a sense, born again today by the Spirit and change from being boys to men. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now go eat meat. <laughs>